Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks, and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hoydonk as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another episode, the collaboration between Belgium Fintech and The Connector. And today I have a guest which I had already interviewed once a couple of months ago. His name is Frederik and he is the CEO and co-founder of Data Village. Frederik, can you introduce yourself again to the audience? Nice to meet you, Kun, and thank you for uh, the opportunity to do a, a nice podcast, hopefully again together. So, uh, yeah, I'm Frederik Lebeau, a co-founder and CEO of Data Village. Uh, my background is in the financial industry, so I've worked more or less 20 years in the financial industry on multiple topics from cybersecurity to uh, emerging technology, architecture, and so forth. And uh, yeah, at some point in time, I had the need to create something and something <laughs> around data. So that's why we created Data Village and to find a way to unlock all these sensitive data across the world. Interesting. Since our last conversation, how has Data Village evolved in terms of maybe technology, but also on market presence? Yeah, sure. So we we did some significant advancements uh, mm -hmm. on on both aspects. So on the uh, on the, the the technology and the market reach. So let me first start with the the market presence. So we are now actively engaging on uh, Dutch market and UK market. So not only on the on the Belgian market. Uh, and uh, our primary focus remain uh, both industry, meaning finance and media industry. And the main reason is because these two industries are, let's say, high demanding uh, for confidential collaboration. Um, there is uh, typically in the financial sector a lot of interest in the opportunities around open finance and how to mm -hmm. make this happen through collaboration can talk a bit further later, but also we see a trend around uh, collaborative anti-money laundering and especially in regards to the upcoming regulation PSR PFD3, which is about promoting the exchange of data and you know sensitive personal data to enable better fraud detection. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, when we first met, um, we talked about magic which was combining two data sources without getting insights, without jeopardizing privacy. Has there any been like new use cases that came to the market? I mean, money, anti-money laundry was something on the agenda for a long time, but has there been any new use cases that came across? Yes, definitely. So there are use cases around credits and being able to provide, you know, better credit, meaning being able to attribute a credit, but also to revoke credit if uh, it, it does not fit. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are actively working on this type of use case on the UK market uh, with uh, a coalition around open finance. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's about uh, giving a way to access uh, credit for SME. And the challenge there, of course, is about combining, you know, sensitive data from multiple horizons. So that's where uh, confidential collaboration is uh, is very useful. We see also uh, a lot of interest 
at the level of organization, especially large organization, mm -hmm. that have that need and challenges to provide services across departments, across entities, and across jurisdiction. Especially, you know, these central entity that have that role to, you know, make things happen between all the local entity, but they have that challenge about, uh, you know, regulation and how they can guarantee that confidentiality and privacy across, you know, different countries and, and, uh, and this type of, uh, of constraint. So there are a lot of use case around, uh, around large organization. Mm -hmm. Would you say then the perception against data collaboration is changed? It's evolving uh, quite fast, would say. Uh, organizations start to understand that uh, some of the challenge they are facing, they will not be able to solve in their own data silo. So mm -hmm. that's why organizations are looking the direction. There are also multiple uh, reports, you know, especially from uh, Gartner, talking about uh, the opportunity and the upcoming opportunity around collaboration. But there are two other things that are now, and that's what we see, mm -hmm. uh, triggering, you know, that uh, that interest into, uh, into collaboration. The first one being uh, the maturity of uh, technology, such as confidential computing. So organization, and we see a, a very strong evolution during the last six months, The organization starts mm -hmm. to understand that this technology is now mature. And of course, cloud provider works a lot to make this technology uh, mature enough at scale for organization. Mm -hmm. But they start especially to understand which part of this technology are transformative and what type of use case this technology can enable compared to what they are able to achieve right now. That's one thing. The other thing, of course, I would say, obviously, is all the things around AI and all the things around large language model. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, of course, of interest around uh, that topic. But there is, of course, also a lot of concern regarding confidentiality and privacy. And usually you need, you know, data from, you know, different um, sources, could be different departments, different entities to make this uh, technology efficient or uh, interesting for mm -hmm. an organization. And that's where you see also an increasing interest in data collaboration to feed this, you know, uh, large language model and AI to get better insight with these, uh, with these data coming from a different uh, horizon. With the necessary protection, if you want. Of course, of mm -hmm. course, that's mm -hmm. that's the main concern, especially in the financial uh, in the financial um, uh, in the financial industry. Because yeah. I remember in our last conversation, we also talked about challenges. But at the time, uh, one of the big challenges was the the quality of data at financial institutions. Would you say that there also some progress has been made in the last year? It's still a challenge, of course. Uh, the 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 the, the large organization, the financial institution, and that's the same in more or less all industry are still, you know, in the path to improve the, the quality of their data. Nevertheless, if you focus, you know, or on one specific or two specific use cases, mm -hmm. you can meet that quality. 
So it's not that you need to reach out the quality on all your data. Better to select, you know, which use case you want to focus on, which business value you want to get, and then you can reach that data quality. The challenge that we see uh, around collaboration is more about uh, trust and liability. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's take the assumption that the quality of the data are there, which is most of the time the case in the, in the use case we are working on. The main question is how can we make sure that, you know, different uh, participants of a collaboration will engage? Will the trust will be high enough? Uh, and who will be liable of what? Mm-hmm. This, these are the two main questions. And this is exactly there. Uh, that, uh, you know, our solution, uh, can help. Of course, it's not that the technology can solve all that problem, mm-hmm. but at least technology and especially our technology can help. Uh, because, uh, by providing these secure and fully, you know, confidential environment, the trust, uh, to uh, the participant is very high because the participant can always verify. We always say trust. But mm-hmm. verify. So they can always verify that it's highly secure and protected environment. And for the liability, the, let's say, entity, department, team that will manage, you know, that collaboration, because at some point in time, you need someone that will run that collaboration somewhere mm-hmm. by letting them that uh, way to never see the data. It makes them happy because uh, they they will not be or it it reduces their liability or at least they can make sure that yeah n- nobody can see the data so uh, we are not uh, uh, we 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 reduce that liability regarding uh, the different participants. <laughs> it almost sounds like a, a complete B two B story that you bring, but I'm wondering if you bring in the C the cost the customer the consumer. How did you see the role of the consumer changing in terms of consent in this particular case? It's a very good question. And it's, uh, it's, we do learning more or less every month on, on, on that aspect. Mm-hmm. The last one uh, I wanted to share with you is uh, around what I call now bulk consent. So there is a concern. I've never heard I about mean, that. Sorry. <laughs> That's new for me. <laughs> Let me explain a bit. So, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, of course, consent is very important. Uh, if, of course, you deal with personal data. So you, you got the point in a B2B landscape, landscape enterprise data, usually there's not that concern. It's more about confidentiality. When you want to engage, you know, with personal data, the consent needs to be part of the journey. Uh, typical use case in open finance. Usually you always have, you know, would it be an individual or a corporate mm-hmm. mandate? There is always a consent in it because usually you need at least to get access to the transaction, transactional data, and then you can enrich this data with other data. But what we see is that, uh, especially in the open finance, and that's the case also in the media industry, we see more and more the need to bring something very user-friendly and easy to understand to the end user to manage consent from multiple sources, which means that you can handle in, let's say, one screen, just make it a bit visual, so Mm -hmm. much more technical, but in one screen, 
you can handle a consent for multiple sources coming even from different organizations. That's what I call bulk consent. Hmm. Because from an end user point of view, it's not that you have to go to each organization, give your consent to each organization. Again, you can go through what I call a bulk consent. And this is something that we see now coming, as I told you, in open finance, finance, and also in the media industry. It's not, you know, an ID. It's more really a concern in the user journey to make the user journey smart enough or, you know, frictionless uh, to have that 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 new product uh, accessible for the end user. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about uh, things that are happening in the future. One other thing is happening in the future, which brings me to the last question also is uh, the Digital Finance Summit um, very soon on the 8th of December. What are you hoping to get out of it? Primary goal is to have a rewarding day, similar to the positive experience we, we had uh, last year. Uh, so DFS is definitely a, an excellent event with you know, very good uh, keynotes, panels, uh, and also a mix of industry professional, you know, from organization, large organization, financial institution, and startup. So mm -hmm. that's what we like, and that's definitely what we are looking for also uh, next week uh, is about engaging, of course, with the attendees, uh, being able to listen to these uh, very good keynotes and panel, also participate. So I had the opportunity to participate to, to one panel. Uh, nice. And, uh, of course, showcasing and uh, making some demo of our product. So we have a booth also at the DFS. So we'll be much more than happy to showcase uh, what we are doing. Well, amazing. So everyone listening, please come over and come and see Frederick. But in case they don't, where do they find you then? Website, they can uh, reach out on the website. So email contact at datavillage.me. There are also a way to uh, to schedule a meeting through our website, through LinkedIn, LinkedIn also. So yeah, the usual way to contact, the usual uh, way. contact us. Yeah. Frederick, thank you so much for joining me again. Second time in this podcast. Uh, thank you also to the audience for tuning in and wishing you all a good day and hope to hear you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Connector Podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.